Welcome to episode 30, uh, 43 of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So, hello guys. Uh, we are back to our classic uh, configuration. And so, uh, Fabien, if you want to start, please. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Hello. So um, today I want to uh, talk about um, a new um, accessory. Uh, well, it's, it's a bit more than an accessory uh, uh, for the uh, HTC Vive uh, XR Elite. Um, so this new device that uh, one can plug into the, the headset um, adds uh, eye tracking and uh, face tracking to uh, to the to the Vavix side so it uh, it has this form here and as you can see it's a it's an add-on that uh, gets plugged directly inside the the headset um so uh, what's uh, there are a lot of things that are very interesting uh, with this new device the first one um is the uh, because it's plugged directly into the headset, um, they have what they call an auto IPD adjustment. So the, the cameras that are inside um, will track the eyes, detect the IPD, and automatically adjust the um, IPD on the headset. So that's very good news um, for uh, if, if it's a headset that is used by multiple people, uh, multiple persons, um, you can, uh, the, the device will can automatically adjust between uh, users. Uh, so uh, that's a very good uh, feature for, you know, location-based entertainment or everything where the, the, the headset is used by uh, multiple people. Um, and then, uh, so because you have uh, face and eye tracking, the, these movements can be uh, shown on your uh, avatar. Um, so with all the uh, good implications of that, you can have uh, a better communication between uh, two, uh, two persons when uh, we know that a lot of um, the communication is also with the small expressions that are on the face, in the eyes, the eye movements, the small movements on the on the bottom, the face, the smile, and so on. Um, that can give a lot uh, better expressions to to the avatar. Um, so, as you can see, a full face uh, motion capture. Which is great, and another nice uh, feature that gets enabled. And I don't really know if uh, this will need to be implemented by the um, application itself, or it's if it's a feature of the headset. But uh, because the with the eye tracking, uh, the foveted rendering can be enabled. So rendering in high quality only the part where the uh, users is looking at uh, to uh, to improve quality and performances. Um, so the the bottom part here uh, has a, 
one camera for the face tracking and uh, it's a foldable so um, uh, it's easier to uh, transport and uh, store um, so yeah it's uh, it's not that expensive uh, around 200 euro so um, um, I was actually a bit surprised by the price I would have think it's uh, it would have been uh, more expensive uh, so it's good news and um, and I'm really curious to see how um, how how this get gets adopted. It's kind of a, a really really a huge upgrade. Um, it, HTC chose to have that instead of releasing a new complete full new headset. Um, so it's an interesting strategy um, uh, to have. It's kind of like a, a modular uh, design to the to the headset. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to uh, to know what you think. Um, start with you as usual, Seb. Yes. Hi guys. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like you said, I think it's uh, really nice that they made modular headset where you can swap the battery, change uh, the device that you implement on top of it. Um, I don't like the design though. <laughs> It looks weird to to wear that on your face, but uh, it's, it seems seems to be a nice upgrade. And like you said, the the fact that it's uh, tracked the eyes is very nice. Um, I would have liked it to be to have also an add-on for tracking way better the the ends. Right now, the the way the XR Elite works only use the front cameras, and the field of view is quite small, so you really have to put your hands quite high up to to start uh, to have the tracking working. Uh, so, but like you said, yeah, the price seems to be correct uh, for this kind of add-on. Um, and yeah, it's it's a nice, nice improvement uh, to, to add some, some more feedbacks on what the user wearing the headset is uh, looking at and what is uh, how he's feeling by uh, mimicking his uh, face expression on, on the avatar. Um, and like you, like you said, I, I would like to know if it needs to be implemented in, in the code for the foveation uh, rendering, or if it's uh, directly embedded inside the, 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 the way the, the 3D is rendered on the headset. Uh, but I guess it needs to be implemented. Um, do you have any clues on that, uh, Guillaume? And yeah, I'll let you give you your impression. Yeah, no, I have. I don't have any information about this. So I have three things to say about this. First is to I would like to thank HTC for this great cosplay of Carlo Tentacle of uh, <laughs> uh, Bob <laughs> SpongeBob. Uh, indeed, it's not a very well. Everything can can say what you want with, about the design, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bit weird to to wear. Uh, second thing things is that uh, I guess it proves that eye tracking is something that we need uh, at this point. Uh, this is a technology that all headset should have, and um, uh, because of all the the uses that can be done and. Um, uh, the last part is, do you think, my, my main question is, why did they do this 
complementary uh, device? Is this because they didn't have the capability to do it when they released the HTC Vive uh, Focus Elite? Or just like, is this uh, uh, maybe uh, as a strategic move to say, no, uh, the, the eye tracking is not that important, like uh, Meta did with the Quest 3? And uh, they backtracked a little and said, yeah, well, uh, eye tracking is something that yeah is needed. Uh, especially for for professional. Um, so, do you think think this is an oopsie move? Like, oops, uh, <laughs> we forgot this. Uh, we need to to correct this and not release a new headset. Or is this really part of their uh, main roadmap? Meaning that they um, they thought about creating a new device that you have to to buy afterwards uh, because. When you are seeing this, yeah, is, I guess the, the design is still a bit bulky and it adds weight to the headset itself. So I guess um, the, the weight distribution made, especially for this headset with the battery at the back, may be a little unbalanced because of this uh, addition. So they are like destroying all the work they did uh, with their with their headset. So I would like to know your your um, to have your comment about this well, what do mm -hmm. you think i yeah i can talk about that uh, i have the headset and i use it for europa park and with the the one that you receive it's like a, a small foam uh piece of thing that is only uh, attached by a magnetic uh, uh stuff and it's very fragile, it breaks every time. So it's like it it was meant to be modular. You can al already change it by a piece of uh, plastic. So you can have a, more like a Lynx uh, headset without form, without border. Uh, for mixed reality, kind of nice when it's outside. Uh, um, and with this one, it seems to have uh, made it way more comfortable to 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 use and more uh, sticky to the to the device so when it's plugged it doesn't move and that's a really good add-on so i think they planned it from from the start it was made to be modular and that's uh, like the way they foresee the, the headset now to be used with a really better cushion and better things to plug on your headset that's my feeling yeah, I think um, I agree with uh, all what you said, and uh, I will add that maybe uh, the the announcement and the soon release of the Apple Vision Pro that has eye tracking and where eye tracking is the core part of the UI uh, and the user UI and the user experience, uh, also like kind of. Uh, uh, because it's Apple, and uh, if there is one company that can drive such adoption, it's Apple. Um, they will, uh, the other players um, maybe thought that, oh, wow, uh, eye tracking, uh, you are using eye tracking and uh, interaction with the virtual elements using eye tracking will be popular thanks to Apple and we have to 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 catch up to that. I don't know. That's another uh, option. 
Okay. Uh, so, do you have anything more to add, add uh, Fabien? No, that's it. Oh, okay. Thanks. So, Fabien, uh, Seb, it's your turn. Yes. Uh, on my side, I wanted to talk about this announcement about Canon that uh, show a concept of mixed reality uh, headset at CS. So, it's a small device not integrated with the world uh, headset. Uh, that you expect, but it's more to display what you can see in mixed reality uh, through those glasses. And knowing that they have a, a big knowledge on how to do this kind of uh, screen with their um, cameras, um, they seem to have done a, a nice work. And when you, I don't see it in, in this video, but uh, they show uh, people who are filming what they see inside the, the headset, and you can see a, a 3D camera being displayed on top of the, those QR code. And yeah, the, the image, the picture seems to be really clear and very wide. So I'm keen to look more into feedbacks on people that has used it uh, at the show and, and see how they feel about the rendering through those, uh, those glasses. And it seems to be really thin uh, compared to other systems. So it seems to have they, they, they have uh, found a, a new way of uh, displaying the, the pass-through uh, with a very high-quality uh, picture. I don't know if you saw that news, uh, if you have any feedback on it. Guillaume, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw uh, some people uh, showcasing what they they saw inside the, the those the, uh, those glasses. Uh, indeed, it's not really easy to to really understand well to to measure the quality and the rendering of these. But yeah, we can obviously uh, see that the the system is very very small. Uh, however. Uh, I guess all the, you know, uh, this is basically an old school uh, augmented reality uh, uh, use with uh, QR codes. So we don't have all the the, the, the captors that are used for uh, insider tracking as well, which usually are taking uh, a lot of space uh, on the the on the headset device uh, themselves. So uh, the we can't say that the new headsets will have this this size because it's lacking a lot of uh, technical uh, uh, hardware on this. But yeah, sure, uh, of course, this kind of um, improvement is coming from uh, lenses manufacturer and optics manufacturer. So uh, it's very interesting to see uh, Canon back in the game because they were they were in the game in twenty. 2015, 2016, the, the golden age of AR, and uh, I guess uh, Epson will be back as well, and uh, Leica uh, for sure. So um, we'll see some improvement. Uh, we hope we hope about the, the, the lenses, but I I saw the news that they would like to to um, sell this kind of device by 2025. Um, so very interesting to see if they are becoming one uh, manufacturer of uh, VR slash AR glasses as well, or if they are 
making partnership with other uh, manufacturers. So we, we, it's something we'll have to to uh, to follow up on. This. Yeah, and um, at least the cameras are in front of the eyes on this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, for me, I, I think that this uh, kind of format is kind of interesting for museum or, or theme park, uh, where you can have this plugged in and, and locked to a, a totem or a, a furniture, and you can have an experience through that. Uh, that could be interesting to to keep that that kind of format. Maybe had more cameras so it tracks uh, the surroundings, like you said, uh, Guillaume. But uh, yeah. He, this kind of yeah googles that you wear like this could be interesting to 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 use uh for for theme park because you won't have to the needs to clean everything uh the 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 head straps and, and stuff like that so mm. yeah yeah the the form factor is very <clears throat> very neat very 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 nice yeah mm. uh another news what this one uh also announced at CS, it's a e-ink reader uh, glasses, on on which you can load your books and then read directly through your glasses the, the the content. And you have a small device on your hand to scroll down on your and change the pages. Um, I found it interesting that it uses e-ink, uh, so it should be not consuming a lot of energy, and you can use it for for a while and not. It removed the, the needs of having your book in front of you like this or your e-ink e reader uh, in front of you and have it to hold it. So yeah, it's nice to see that other technology are starting to, to use this kind of glasses. Uh, I guess it's missing some AI uh, uh, technology so you can talk directly to the to the glasses and, and directly load your book or, or load the, uh, change the page. Uh, just asking to the glasses to to do it, uh, but uh, yeah, it seems to be nice. I would like to to see how it looks inside the, the glasses, just to know what is the state of the art in e ink. Uh, we see that now e ink readers start to have colors. Uh, yeah, love to see uh, comics books displayed this way. <laughs> um, I really uh, enjoy it uh, nicely. So yeah, same. Do you have any feedback on that on your side? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm a bit surprised by the size of this device because, well, you know, e-ink is not that. Uh, it's it's a, it's a compact technology, so uh, maybe they add some features that we're not aware of, uh, because it's basically the same size or bulky design as a uh, unreal uh, glasses uh, which uh, they have uh, more uh, capability but yeah uh, basically it's it's a stereoscopic reader uh, so maybe we'll have to see if this, this there is this kind of 3d effect of the of the text or not uh, but yeah it's a, it's a nice way of using this um, uh, these glasses and uh, once again uh, the prediction for 2024 about uh, the, the era of uh, assisted uh, reality 
uh, seems to be true because we are in January and uh, it's like the the fourth and fifth uh, uh, smart glasses that uh, that is announced uh, right now. So uh, they're interesting to see that uh, slowly but surely the new device that they want us to use as a daily uh, daily device is glasses. So very interesting to see that. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the lenses uh, distort or maybe alter the sharpness of the text. Um, so we know that uh, reading a text in um, in the the headsets uh, generally is not really sharp. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm worried about that on on the uh, on such uh, glasses. I don't know. Um, hopefully, this they have uh, a good calibration of the lenses uh, to avoid that. Yeah. It's it's a good point in terms of uh, prescription. I don't know if they plan anything to to wear your glasses behind the the, the their glasses. Uh, and in terms of sharpness, when you look at the text they display here in the where is it in the video, yeah. it's <laughs> it's kind of uh, pixelated. So they say that they made the font and the rendering uh, in purpose for being easy to read. But yeah, so it is nice for for my eyes uh, when I see it this way. So. Yeah, that that's why I'm, I'm keen to to try it and, and see what is the state of the art right now in this technology. So maybe at Mobile World Congress in in uh, February, I will try to see them. Um, yeah, so the next news was the Rabbit Air One, so a small new AI device that you wear uh, and you press on a button to ask uh, what you want the device to do, like. Uh, buying a pizza for you uh, or um, call someone. So it's kind of a phone without being a phone. You can't touch the screen. It's just a, a display. And then you have to talk like uh, using Siri on your Apple device uh, to ask questions to an AI assistant that will do the task for you, like transfer money or stuff like that. So it's interesting, but I don't see the use case being done this way. Maybe with the glasses, it will make sense. Uh, and being able to interact also with the device to confirm or, or type a code or something like that to secure a bit more the, the interaction with the device. But here on the, on the device where you can't interact with a button on it, I don't see the use case. Uh, I don't know if you have any thought about that. Uh, yeah, let's start with you, Guillaume, again. Yeah, uh, despite the fact that it's a fun, cool, uh, great design device, I, I'm exactly like you. I don't see the point uh, because you, you can see the size. It's basically two thirds or maybe half uh, a smartphone. Uh, everybody has a smartphone right now. So what what I don't see what it can add to the table uh, because everything that is 
proposing is already done better with a small smartphone. So uh, I, I can't really see the point, despite the fact that there is some kind of trend. Uh, there is a, uh, a small um, a, um, a pocket game, a pocket console that is something like it's it's like uh, it's Playdate. I don't say if you if you know that this is uh, like about the same size and yeah, you have some new way of interacting and it's uh, like this uh, small resolution, very high, um, uh, very high number of hours of views. So um, I don't know if it's a trend somewhere uh, for designers or some kind of specific community to have those pocket devices and make some kind of collection because it's about the same uh, form factor. So uh, I don't know. Uh, they can sell some uh, through their buzz and uh, because uh, uh, it was one of the main uh, device that popped up uh, during CES. So maybe they will have some traction here. But yeah, uh, I can't really see the point now about this kind of device. So yeah. Yeah, same, same. Like uh, I'm, I, I already have a phone. I can do all of this with my phone. So, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> so we have. Or maybe the there space. is uh, something that we cannot do with the smartphone. But <laughs> yeah, it must. It, it should be a game changer, but uh, it's not presented here. So <laughs> I guess mm. they don't they didn't think about it yet. All right, and the latest news was uh, about uh, Stability AI that released the new 0123 uh, 3D, uh, 3D generation from text uh, AI model that uh, start to be, I think, really usable. Uh, here you can see what was the previous model uh, doing with this kind of picture as a, an input image, and, and now, uh, what you can get with this new stable zero one two three model. So yeah, um, I think I will try it soon because uh, it yeah it seems to for me to, that it starts to be really really usable. Like here for the furniture, if you provide only one picture and you get that uh, results. Yeah, start for me to be usable compared to the previous version where you had really some kind of artifacts everywhere. So uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw that too, and if you have any feedback on that, Guillaume. No, I didn't see that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to try to try this uh, because uh, since I used uh, Pika, uh, which is a AI generate uh, generating movie about uh, with a, through a text or image, uh, I'm a bit cautious because uh, the results that you can have never match what they are showcasing so mm. uh, i'm always uh, a bit disappointed <laughs> when i'm trying these uh, because i'm spending a lot of time trying to find the right prompts and uh, i'm never getting the the right results so uh, maybe at some point uh, they will provide some assistance or maybe uh, do a new kind of uh, service uh, it could be some kind of business for AI provider, uh, first AI solution provider like this, uh, because I guess they know what you should 
do to get the best result or maybe um, yeah uh, that's, that's my question so uh, I guess I'll try this as well because it's very interesting to to generate assets and it seems to be way better than uh, Luma AI as well so uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah well, give it a try um, I might be wrong but I think uh, what you get out of uh, stable zero one two three is not a three model. It's uh, uh, so you can have views on uh, three model, but it's uh, images or videos. Um, I, I might be wrong about that, um, so we need to check that. But uh, I don't think you can actually download the the like GLB model, um, which is something that you can do on Luma. So there might be a difference uh, there. Um, still, uh, there are many use cases where uh, we don't actually need to how to download um, uh, for the model. It might be like um, if you want to generate a new view on uh, on, on some objects, uh, and the output of the view is uh, is a video or an image uh, that might, might not be needed. But um, uh, on, on that same topic, I saw that Luma AI raised, um, I forgot the number, but a lot of millions <laughs> to uh, improve their uh, 3D generation uh, model. So um, I think there will be a lot of uh, improvements on that this year. Okay, great. So, uh, I guess we we did uh, we we said what we had to say. Uh, so, uh, for my topic as well, here. And here we go. So, I would like to talk about uh, leaked vi uh, videos that. Were
Um, so yeah, I have two things uh, to say. The, the first one is uh, I really like the idea. and the objects that you can interact with them that's that's a really a really nice feature and uh, i guess that uh, apple vision pro will have this uh, uh, kind of similar uh, feature so uh, yeah um, the the um, usefulness of this then is also something to uh, to debate. I hope there will uh, uh, people will be able to release uh, augments that are really really useful. Um, but um, anyway, and the second thing is uh, yeah, MetaSpark Meta is the software that we use to create filters for Instagram. Um, so it's really interesting to see that they are leveraging this to create the the, the augments for for the quest platform um uh, my personal experience with spark studio is a bit um uh difficult i would say it's uh <laughs> um there are, it's a bit difficult to uh, to handle sometimes uh, and the the feature are uh, quite limited, but maybe um, uh, they did a lot of work on. Hopefully, hopefully they did a lot of work on MetaSpark. Um, and actually, I have a third thing that just pop up uh, is uh, there are a lot of creators that are working in Instagram to create filters. And is Meta hoping that uh, to create a new creator economy? around the these augments on the, the the quest platform i don't know that could be a, a, a nice bet for them yeah just a, just a, uh, excuse me yeah. Seb, but do you think uh meta is uh, uh, believing that all those augments could be the, you know, we, we are always talking about the killer app or the application that everybody should use on a daily basis to use their VR headsets. Do you think that they are trying to push that as this uh, killer app? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um... That, that could that's an interesting uh, thought uh, and that could be um they have a lot of uh, this has a lot of potential um so we'll see but still yeah. uh, uh, again i think we uh, we say the same thing at almost every uh, episode is uh, it, it needs to be to have a purpose it needs to be to be useful like there needs to be more than just something that i can put on the wall and when I get back tomorrow, it will still be on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Because... Oh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, game. <laughs> oh, let's go. Okay. I already uh, cut you once, so. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the I, I really like the ID too. Um, I think for me, it's kind of the way Windows tried to change the Windows experience where you had like that, these clippers that were in a 3D kind of environment where you can clip 
and, and activate your folders by clicking on the, the drawers on the, on the 3D desk. Here you can put 3D directly, and, and if it's used this way, I think it changed completely the way you use the, the OS and the panels and, and stuff like that. You can have like a, a small 3D character of your games on your on your table or on your shelves, and you can click it with your finger uh, to activate the game. So going through the, the menu and, and windows and, and panels that are usually displayed, so really stuff that are placed in your environment. Um, and I think one thing that could be useful too is to be able to see it through your phone. So you have the same experience uh, in mixed reality and you and, uh, access the same information, like there was showing the weather and a couple of information layout on, on one wall. If you can have that also in, in on your phone uh, when you are not wearing the headset, that could be a nice continuity of uh, experience through like a mixed reality layer that you can access through different kind of device. Uh, I think that that could be a nice add-on. It's the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with an AI assistance and, and stuff like that, yeah. That you can see through your phone, but also through the mixed reality headset. Uh, and add-on, uh, even though you change your headset through time, then add uh, by the new one. Uh, if you can keep your layout uh, in your space, that could be nice. And in your space or in your work environment, too. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, I guess uh, once again, uh, we are heading towards the, the, the Apple vision, uh, meaning me the vision of apple sorry <laughs> there is a the spatial computing one with uh those uh, 3d objects uh being part of our uh, everyday life or daily routine or whatever so meaning that at some point we will, we will have to wear uh a head and a headset or glasses uh for a very extensive uh, a very long time during the day uh, so uh i guess that there there isn't much uh place for doubt here uh, that all these big manufacturers want us to have these new devices is i guess the the, the new way that uh, uh computers and uh, and cell phone will merge into uh, this kind of uh, immersive world so as you said seb uh, every uh bricks is uh, becoming becoming more and more mature, and they are adding up. As they will be add, added at someone at some point uh, to, to create what we. Uh, I was joking about, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's basically the vision of the metaverse at some point, where we have uh, a digital layer of on top of the the real one with all the information, the AI, uh, the, the the virtual identity, and so on. So we are uh, just. Uh, continuing the work that have been done, uh, that has been done. Sorry, uh, during the metaverse year, which was uh, last year and uh, and the year before. So, still very interesting to see. I'm, I'm very curious, uh, as you mentioned, Fabien, if uh, this is a, a strategy for them to create, like, indeed, the same way you are doing Instagram filter. You have a whole economy behind that. Uh, are they trying to do the same with the MetaQuest 3? And uh, 
And uh, yeah, I, I don't think that the having weather forecast or news uh, pinned uh, somewhere in your in your living space uh, would be enough to 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 make people come back to their headsets and uh, instead of checking their their uh, their mobile device uh, when they are waking up, just putting on a headset and see the news. So I don't think this is uh, <laughs> the application that would bring uh, people. Uh, to use uh, the, the the quest uh, more often, but uh, we yeah. can we can trust the developer to to find uh, something that would be uh, game changing. Yeah, I forgot to mention that I think it needs to be digital also, so you can interact with your LED, yeah. your light, and your everyday uh, use of uh, of your uh, yeah, electronic device in your space. Hmm. So maybe at this point, Meta will be right, meaning that uh, you know the, the the use case is here, but the device is not, because uh, we can, you know that the Meta Quest Three is still not that easy to use. The autonomy is not great. So maybe at some point they say, yeah, uh, maybe they they, they 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 just reverse the the problem their way, meaning that they have the the the. the the application now and uh, the device is not uh, uh, there yet. So we'll see. It's very interesting to see this uh, strategy, which will be the same for the Apple Vision Pro, by the way, I guess. Hmm. OK, so anything more to add? No. no? So I guess uh, that's it for today. Thank you guys once again for, for this episode and we'll see you uh, next week for uh, another session of our discussion. So see you guys. Have a nice day or evening <laughs> and see you, see you. Uh, next week. Right.